I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. Um, another emotional um, night in the NBA that we're recording this Wednesday. We have to say the timestamp right now because a lot of you have probably been following on Twitter um, on Wednesday night, Wednesday evening, all day Wednesday um, just the um, the aftermath of uh, Jacob Blake uh, situation in Wisconsin and how the players and NBA and um, just everybody across the NBA landscape is uh, reacting to that and uh, bringing a um, a light to that situation and yeah and here we are right now as the players are uh, have boycotted the games on Wednesday and uh, this big players meeting. Uh, happened on Wednesday night right before uh, we hit record on this and uh, this is where we're at right now absolutely there's so much to unpack so much to talk about we want to at least explain the timeline and explain exactly what happened for a lot of you that you aren't on Twitter or missed a lot of the stuff that happened because it was late or whatever we want to explain all the whole timeline so we'll go through it we'll talk about the status of the Mavericks game against the Clippers you know on Thursday night we'll also hear from a bunch of uh, you know people of color around the league we thought that it would be important for you guys to hear from somebody other than us so i compiled a whole bunch of other clips from people talking about their personal experience talking about the jacob blake incident talking about the players um you know the players you know going on strike and you know some people have been saying boycott but i think it's more of a strike uh on wednesday and not playing the games and so we got a whole bunch of audio talking about that so that's what we're going to do and then uh maybe we'll talk about the mavericks later in the podcast at the end so all right but before we do today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need all right isaac i want to go through all the of the timeline and by the time you are listening to this some of it may be you know old news but uh on wednesday all the games were postponed it started with the milwaukee bucks the orlando magic were out warming up like normal like the game was going to go on the milwaukee bucks did not leave the locker room did not go out to warm up and they were just waiting around waiting around to see if they were going to come out what was going to happen and they decided before the game that they were not going to play they're going to go on strike and not play in solidarity with you know uh the shooting of 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 jacob blake it happened just like 30 miles away from where they play in milwaukee and so it's it hits home for a lot of those guys specifically. Sterling Brown has had things happen to him very publicly, uh, or he was wrongfully, you know, accused of things uh, from the police. And so there's just a lot of there's a lot of you know touch points there from Milwaukee. And so it sort of started with them. Uh, all the play, all the games were postponed, and the players, you know, uh, of other teams started to take notice. Obviously, the the Orlando Magic went back into their locker room and left the court before the game was supposed to start and they decided to not accept the forfeit and so I thought that that was significant that they decided no we're not going to accept just a forfeit because they could have just said all right we accept we accept the win and no the Bucks get a loss and so that's how it works I kind of didn't know how that worked but that's how it worked out and 
Uh, the rest of the games then were, were postponed. The you know the Lakers decided to do it as well. The, the uh, you know the Blazers, the you know other games were going to happen, and so now uh, late on Wednesday they had a players meeting. It seemed to include players and coaches, where they were deciding what do we do now? What's the next step? How do we take you know this next step? They they players feel that their platform has been used but it doesn't feel like it's been heard or doesn't feel like they don't feel like enough change has happened or occurred you know from them using their platform the WNBA also did the, did the exact same thing as well all their games on Wednesday were postponed they all went on strike from their games and had meetings as well um, but let's just go through this uh, you know the meeting because there's so much stuff that came out of it and you could just tell certain you know people were texting out from, from the meeting and Shams was getting things and Haynes was getting things and Aldridge was getting things and then after all the meeting was done Woj was dropping all these things and so there's just a lot of stuff we had to piece together so here's what came out of the meeting every team besides the Lakers and Clippers voted to continue to play. LeBron James said in the meeting he wanted owners to be more involved slash take action. Now, the owners are the ones that really have, it seems like, some political power and have some sway. They're obviously the ones donating to candidates. They're the ones that have, you know, the political connections and things like that. Some of these are, you know, billionaires out there that have lots of connections. The DeVos family is, you know, she's secretary of education. She literally owns the, her family literally owns the Orlando Magic. So there's a definite connection there. Um, The, uh, the Clippers and Lakers voted uh, to not play, and they decided, you know, they voted to not play, and they walked out. It seems like um, there was talk, and <laughs> there's, it's so hard to piece all this together. There was talk and frustration towards the Bucks for blindsiding all the other players and all the other teams to, to just walk out. Uh, George Hill admitted that he was the first one to spike up to spark up the conversation pregame and, and boycott the the game that was from Shams. Um, and then it seems like there was some contention there between the teams and between you know the Bucks that they weren't all in this together. It just seemed like the Bucks made this decision, which you know they made their decision. Uh, David Aldridge said that the the players' meeting ended ugly uh, with uncertainty about uncertainty about what will happen tomorrow. The union will be present at the special board of governors meetings. There is a board of governors meeting at 10 a.m. Central Time on Thursday. So some of you may have already known what's happened there, but for those of you that don't, just know that that's going to happen. Um, Woj said that the Clippers and Lakers voting on not continuing the season was considered more of a polling rather than a final vote. It's not like they all sat together and said, okay, one representative from each team, are we playing or are we not? And they voted. It was just kind of, that was their suggestion. The Clippers and Lakers said, we don't want to continue playing. And then apparently LeBron left the room after they decided to do that. And the Clippers followed suit. Um, Woj said that there will be discussions on continuing the season. They'll extend into tomorrow, but it appears unlikely that the three playoff games on Thursday will be played. He said everyone is too emotional. One high-ranking source told ESPN there still needs to be more time to come together on this. So as of now, it seems like the Mavericks won't play on Thursday, and I think both of us agree that the Mavericks won't play on Thursday uh, and that this will be (laughs) – that all the games will be postponed. Um, you know, whether the players decide or not, it just seems like everyone has come to that conclusion. Um, Mark Cuban made a, you know, a small statement. He said, all I can tell you is that I'm proud of our guys for using their platform to try to affect societal change. I'm with them every step of the way. So he continues to be right next to the, the players wherever they decide. It seems like the Mavericks were one of the teams that voted to continue because, you know, the only teams mentioned by name were the Clippers and Lakers. So that's where the Mavericks stand on it, at least. They stand with a lot of other teams, you know, 
what is it, 14 other teams, 13 other teams besides them that decided to continue. And so that's what happened in the meeting. There's a lot of things I probably left out some stuff. Isaac, was there anything in there that I left out from the meeting that happened that was significant? No, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Chris Haynes, Chris Mannix, uh, Shams, you know, they were pretty much all tweeting out details of it. Uh, I guess, you know, some players were texting them. Uh, pretty much everything uh, that was going on. You know, Chris Paul, president of the Players Association, uh, him just talking with players. There's just there's a lot of emotions going on. I mean, we knew heading into, even when the bubble concept was even being debated, one of the big things brought up by Kyrie Irving and yeah. some players, and they had that player call that we talked about, you know, it feels like forever ago, uh, about, hey, will the bubble take away from this movement? Will it take away the spotlight, or, or will it put a bigger spotlight? And there's a lot of debate among the league and players about that of, hey, should we even play? And because that was one of the big things they wanted to accomplish, not just the money part, not just crowning a champion, it was, hey, what can we do for the movement? How can we use this to cap, like, to push this movement forward? And you know, they've they've done a lot of things in the bubble, a lot of great things to bring a, a, a brighter light uh, to the movement going on right now, into uh, social injustices and making people more aware of that and stuff. And so that's you know, with this situation, this tragic situation with, uh, with Jacob Blake, it's kind of brought every it's, it's been there in the bubble, but now people, I mean, we've seen players tweeting like their exact feelings about it. Some players telling media is like, Hey, we don't, we don't even know if we want to be here. We some players want to be back home with family. Some players want to be protesting right now. There's just so many emotions and feelings right now going among uh, amongst the NBA players and everybody involved with this so I can't imagine what that meeting looked like in in Orlando and just everyone speaking up and saying hey this is what um, what they want to do and and at this moment we don't know and as much as as an NBA fan right now we're like oh man is the playoffs are are they gonna finish the man that that's the last thing right now like this is about what they can what they can do to actually cause change in our country because this is what we need the most right now we need change in our country absolutely and that's what the players are wanting um they want change they want something to happen it doesn't seem like enough you know real change is happening there's so much stuff happening you know all over uh and so we want to uh you know we respect the players we respect the players decisions and we hope basketball continues but we respect their you know decision 100% yes um, you know, to to not play, <laughs> to try and make their to try and use their platform in a in a much bigger way, and I think that's what they're doing. Coming up, we want to hear from some people around the league, some some people of color that actually have you know experiences and that you know are affected by this a little bit. You know, definitely more than us. Uh, we're two white guys, and we just thought you should hear from somebody other than us that's had you know real experience. So we're gonna hear from a bunch of those coming up. You definitely want to hear all of these, and so uh, we'll talk about all that and get into that coming up. But before we do, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock the parts that you need in traditional chain storefront. You just can't do it. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait at, while the counterman orders the part on his computer? You have to wait a little while, choosing the only brand in the warehouse that they happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right now 
at your home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They have everything that you need in a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your brand of vehicle, specifications, all that kind of stuff. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of this audio. I just think that some of this is so powerful uh, from some of these, from some, uh, you know, these men across the... Uh, the NBA. So this first clip is Doc Rivers. He, you know, the the clip that we talked about yesterday. This is just a piece of it, um, and uh, so we'll hear from him. Adrian Wojnarowski said that there would be another meeting Thursday morning. By the way, from the players. So uh, some of you may know how that has happened already. <laughs> this may be old news, but I wanted to share these. This is Doc Rivers after the Mavericks Clippers game, uh, Game Five. This is what he had to say. It's just so sad. Um, you know, it, what stands out to me is um, just just watching the Republican revenge, uh, convention and this this spewing this fear, right? Like all you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, we've been hung. We've been shot. And all you do is keep hearing a fear. It's it's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. Incredibly powerful statement from Doc Rivers. There's still more on that he had to say. This next clip is from Sam Mitchell. This is right after the um, this is right after the Bucks decided to, you know, uh, go on strike and not play in the game on Wednesday. Chris, I had an uncle who was a police lieutenant in uh, the Columbus Police Department. I was in the military. I had a second lieutenant commission. I did my basic training at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, 82nd Airborne. I grew up in a hometown of Columbus, Georgia, which has Fort Benning uh, Military uh, Infantry Training Center there. So I grew up around the military. I joined the military. I took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution. So my thing is, this is America. All right. We 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 cannot only be Americans when we go to war. It's amazing when we go to war. Oh, it's, it's not about being a Republican. It's not about it being a Democratic a Democrat or independent. It's about being American, not about being black, white. It doesn't matter. We come together. We got to have that same attitude on a day-to-day basis because we are at war with racism in our country. And it's going to tear us apart if we don't get our hands around it and start loving each other and understanding each other and realize that once you peel away the surface, we're the same. Chris, I have yet to see someone do an autopsy on someone a different color and they come back and report that that person is totally different underneath their skin than anyone else. So at the end of the day, we got to live as if we're at war because we are at war fighting racism in this country because that's the thing right now that can destroy us. 
Shortly after that, the Milwaukee Bucks actually made their statement. The first voice you're going to hear is from Sterling Brown, and the second voice is from uh, George Hill. The past four months have shed a light on the ongoing racial injustice facing our African-American community. Citizens around the country have used their voices and platforms to speak out against these wrongdoings. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha and the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action. So our focus today cannot be on basketball. When we take the court and represent Milwaukee and Wisconsin, we are expected to play at a high level, give maximum effort and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard. And in this moment, we are demanding the same from lawmakers and law enforcement. We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the Wisconsin state legislator to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We encourage all citizens to educate themselves, take peaceful and responsible action, and remember to vote on November 3rd on the behalf of the Milwaukee Bucks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys want to finish the season? After that, the uh, guys on TNT on Inside the NBA were uh, on TV, and this is Kenny Smith uh, making his statement. This is this is tough. I mean, right now my head is like ready to explode, like just in the thoughts of what's going on, and. Uh, I don't know if I'm even appropriate enough to say it, what the, what the players are feeling and how they're feeling. And um, I haven't talked to any of the players. I'm just like coming in, even like driving here and getting into, into, the, into the studio, hearing calls and people talking. And for me, I think the biggest thing now is to kind of, as a black man, as a former player, I think it's for best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And figure out what happens after that. Yeah, I, I just don't feel equipped to do that. And Kenny walked off the set. He decided to, to be in solidarity with the players. This is Chris Weber, who uh, had an incredibly moving statement after the, uh, the Bucks made their statement. Get together and decide the next steps. So we know it won't end tomorrow. We know that there's been a million marches and nothing will change tomorrow. We know vote. We keep hearing vote. Everybody vote. But I'm here to speak for those that are always marginalized. Those that live in these neighborhoods where we preach and tell them to vote and walk away. Charles Barkley came to my high school. Just seeing him in the locker room, seeing his hands and his body, that inspired me. You can't see something. You can't be something until you see it. And when I tell you the little kids that have called me upset, I have a godson that has autism and I just had to explain to him why we aren't playing. I have young nephews that I've had to talk to about death before they've even seen it in a movie. If not now, when? 
if not during a pandemic <laughs> and countless lives being lost, if not now, when? That's that's all I just want to hear from the rest of the night where everybody's pontificating and thinking and soapboxing and all of that. We know nothing is going to change. We get it. If Martin Luther King got shot and risked his life, Mega Evers, if we've seen this and all of our heroes constantly taken down, we understand it's not going to end. But that does not mean, young men, that you don't do anything. Don't listen to these people telling you don't do anything because it's not going to end right away. You are starting something for the next generation and the next generation to take over. Do you have to be smart? Yes. Do you have to make sure that you have a plan? Yes. Do you have to be articulate about that plan? Yes. All of those things. But that's what you're going to do. They're professionals. They know how to be the best of themselves. And so I applaud it. I applaud it because it is the young people. It is the young people leading the way. And I applaud them. And this last voice you're going to hear is Robert Ori. You know, for me, in today, well, yesterday, you know, I was sitting there and I started crying. And my wife walks in. She's like, are you crying because you turned 50 today? And I started laughing. I'm like, no. I said, did you see the video of this guy getting shot? And first, I, I, and I saw it. I'm looking at it. I thought, well, maybe they're going to tase him, right? Because that's what they do with white people. They tase him. And so I, I didn't have the volume up. And then Christian walks in the room. He says, no, Dad, they shot him. So I play it again. I'm like, wow. They shoot this guy seven times in the back. And then I have this conversation with Christian and he's like, that's not, that's wrong. That's wrong. I said, yo, it is beyond wrong. It's just flat out evil. And I'm telling him, and it's hard to tell your 14 year old son yeah. that I worry about him when he walks out that door. I have a 21 year old son. I worry about him because black men are, 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 are endangered species pretty much. People are, these cops are just killing because they feel like if they don't have their body cams on, they have a right. And I tell my kids all the time, I said, dude, I don't care what's going on because at the end of the day, I want you coming home to me. If you have to lay down on the ground and they can kick you, beat you, at least you're going to go to the hospital and you're going to come home to me. Don't, whatever they say to you, don't take it upon yourself to let that rage you have against that cop come out because he has the gun. He can end you. And I don't want him to end you because if he ends you, that means I'm going to end him. <laughs> and, and I know that's wrong for me to say, but I'm so, I'm so much a time to kill type of guy like Samuel Jackson, you know, and this is going to happen with me. And I said, I don't want that to happen. I already lost one child. I don't need to lose another. And, and I don't think people understand, especially white people, how hard it is for black people to watch that. We'll be back tomorrow after the Board of Governors meeting, after the next players meeting. We'll have more updates then, but this is all we have today. Talk to you guys tomorrow.